So taking us then to the top of the hour will be uh, Rahadi Mozeto, who's Chief Director, Stakeholders and Client Management uh, at National Treasury. You remember yesterday we had our ongoing conversation with National Treasury. Uh, we discussed the CSD program and some of, not program, database rather, uh, that uh, suppliers, at least those who want to uh, do work with government, where they have to be registered on, and some of the challenges that 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 system uh, is presenting for the end users. And unfortunately, you know, there wasn't enough time to get to some of the issues that uh, were raised by the listener. We had completely run out of time. So uh, what we'll do is that I just want us to go back to the question and the issues that Mpo, uh, one of our callers, raised in that conversation yesterday and then I'll give Rahadi an opportunity to respond. I want to refute this thing our CFD is a mechanism to supply government with commodities um, in the health sector and there is what we call section 21 that's coordinated the Department of Health. Section 21 is mainly designed like the structure of the economy of this country. It was never designed to empower locals, especially Africans in particular. Section 21, you can check it. Suppliers for Section 21, you don't need tax clearance. You don't need to be on CSD. It's supply the international companies who would supply bulk products into the country. Preferential Policy Framework Act, <coughs> Procurement Framework Act, year 2000, which the DG announced very recently that Section 5 has been repealed. Uh, that whole section is the one that talks about 80% that was set aside for black companies. Now the issue here is Black companies have been in and out of offices of the of Treasury and other government departments to say, why are you not implementing triple PSA schemes? We would be told that there is no... So that's why I'm saying Treasury was never... The intention and the objective was never there to empower Budaki. Uh, and I think Rahadi needs to accept it to say that he has had to face it. Who told him about treasure? Uh, okay. I don't worry, they are the beneficiary, yeah, the bulk, yeah, government procurement. In probability, the tender pronouns. All right, so that was the concern that was raised by our listener, Mpo. Rahadi is on the line. Rahadi, good morning. 
Good morning, Kathy. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Um, so, so of course, we wanted to give you a chance to respond to uh, the issues mm-hmm. that Mpo had raised. They're also very mm-hmm. important issues, and uh, there were, you know, so many other uh, questions that we had for you that we couldn't get to. So we'll see how much mm-hmm. we can squeeze in in the last remaining ten minutes of 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 of, of the show for for this hour. But you can go for it. All right. Um, let me just start with the one on the Section 21 um, that lies uh, with SAPRA. We have determined that it's, um, it's, it's sitting with SAPRA that regulates the distribution of medical equipment as well as medicine. Uh, we have reached out to SAPRA to try and engage with them to get an understanding of what this Section 21 is all about because on the website it requires one to register and to log in. So we will continue to reach out to SAPRA and see if we can get somebody to get on your program to discuss it further because it's in their domain. Um, on the issue, there was an issue of the CSD as well in terms of contact. I've reached out to our, our colleagues and we just, I just moved out of the session with the provinces as well. And we have asked them to really make sure they beef up the call centers in the provinces because if you go on the CSD website, there's under there the tab of contact, you'll find contact us, you'll find all the contacts for the contact center across the nine provincial treasuries, the emails and the numbers, so they don't have to flood the national one with all the queries that they have. And on the issue of the treasury not being interested in really advancing black people and also the 30% set aside, um, there was never uh, a policy on non 30% set aside or any regulation, right? We only refer to 30% subcontracts for tenders above 30 million in the regulations that have since uh, become invalid. So we have since issued extraordinary preferential procurement regulations for 2022 on Friday, the 10th of March, for public comment. So they will close on the 11th of April in 2022. So what led to the issuing of these extraordinary uh, preferential regulations was that the Constitutional Court ruling of uh, 16 February 2022, um, that is in the matter between Afri Business and the Minister of Finance, in the Rem Policy National Treasury never had an interest in implementing the AAA, which is not accurate. Um, what the Constitutional Court simply said was that the Minister of Finance overreached in issuing those regulations, meaning that a part of it, um, especially the empowerment and transformational ones and the goals as well, Prescribing the triple PFA Act lies with the open state. They must determine the preferential procurement policies to implement the framework as prescribed. Right. So the center of this case was on the regulations for a nine on subcontracting and pre-qualification as a condition of tender. So the, the Supreme Court ruled against the Minister of Finance, and then the Minister had a period of 12 months to correct the contested part of of the regulation. Right. So when the minister appealed uh, the ruling uh, through the Constitutional Court, the Constitutional Court didn't address the 12-month period where we had um, time to get our housing order for the minister to issue the regulation within the parameters that are prescribed in the Act and for the organs of state to work on their internal policy to address uh, specific transformational or empowerment goals, right? So now the Treasury uh, is an interest. No, uh, we were faced with uh, we call it because uh, we were expecting the, the organs of state to study the concultures uh, ruling together with their legal teams. And when that didn't happen, we were flooded with requests for guidance and clarity. 
So we decided, okay, we issued those advisory notices. And that is why most of the newspapers report the same, that the DG of the Treasury paused the tendering process, right? The reason why we, we, we um, tenders couldn't be issued is that unless um, the institutions themselves had other means of calculating the points, right, that are reflected under Section 2.1 A and B of the TFA Act that requires a formula to calculate those preference points, which is provided through the regulation, then it becomes difficult for them to issue tenders and evaluate them and calculate those points. So to remedy uh, the panic in the system, um, the, the, the legal team within the National Treasury have approached the Constitutional Court, seeking clarity on that 12-month period that was described by the Supreme Court to determine whether it's still applicable and from when to allow us to promulgate the new regulation and for a central state to start working on their policies to make sure that they give effect to Section 2.1 and Section D and E um, to make sure that the, those empowerment goals are there. So that's what we are doing, and the regulations have been promulgated, um, sorry, have been gazetted uh, across the nine provinces in the provincial government gazette as well as the national one. So that's where we are in terms of this. So depending on what happens with this urgent request for clarification with the constitutional court, we are left with, with, with the situation that we are in. And then in the end, the institutions are given an opportunity to apply for an exemption from either the act itself or second part under under section three of of, of the triple uh, TFA. So that's where we are at the moment. So if the court, the constitutional court, comes back to us urgently and say, okay, we are giving you twelve months to promulgate the regulations and the for for the organs of state to really work on their policies. And unfortunately, with the internal policies. Um, they don't go through a rigorous process of public comment. It's something that will be dealt with internally. So if they come back and say, okay, you can apply certain acts of, of, of the certain sections of the 2017 preparation regulations, we will do that. If they say, no, those regulations are over and done with, then this is the situation that we find ourselves so for, 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 I would important to say that Treasury never had interest in that when the minister issued regulation even beyond um, the scope of, of what he should have issued because the organs of state that are entrusted with those policies to develop those policies didn't do it. It's very, very inaccurate. So, so what happens now in the interim for some of those suppliers or potential suppliers um, that, that are sitting in and are looking at the situation, like uh, Mpo was expressing the frustration around uh, the fact that they feel that they are not actually given fair opportunity? Um, the thing is, uh, unfortunately, um, um, okay, is that the situation that we are in, that we, we have to be guided by, by the Constitutional Court. Because the 12 months part of it, when, when it comes to the ruling, it was not clarified mm-hmm. that you have timelines to fix your systems and get your house in order. Then we have to wait, and those those institutions that want to procure, they will have to apply for, for exemption to the Minister of Finance. Once granted, they can determine um, through their policies how they're going to evaluate this particular thing. But however, once the regulations are promulgated, the formula will be applicable. If the court comes back to us urgently, then we'll be able to know whether 
we are going to apply certain parts of, of the 2017 regulations or the whole of them, or we don't have to apply for them. So it, it's something that it, it's a wait and see kind of approach. Unfortunately, uh, once the constitutional court does um, the, the, the regulations, I invalid technically there isn't much we can do at the moment. All right, let's leave it there then for uh, this morning. Rahadi Mozeto, Chief Director, Stakeholders and Clients Management at National Treasury. So I hope that that answers the concerns that you were raising there, uh, Mpo. Uh, coming up, of course, after the latest 11 o'clock news, we're going to be in conversation with the Deputy Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs. It's for our Municipal Watch feature today. We're taking a national look at the state of municipalities for now. Now it's over to Anne Musa.